these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Is that a 22 you're holding? Man, you need to get your eyes checked. This is a 12 gauge. Well, I got my varmint rifle, and I'm enjoying myself. You know Barney doesn't like the word varmint. Sorry. I know that's... But what are we out here shooting, anyway? It's a trigger. Uh, Well, targets, for one. Just targets? No. I mean, he's also a little hungry, and he's looking (laughs) at you with a little drool coming out of the side of his mouth. I know, Squatch. I know you're hungry. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Well, I just got a rabbit, so it'll take a little bit to put that over the fire. Have you ever cooked rabbit before? No. Jordan, you're in the restaurant business. You don't know how to cook rabbit? No. Am I supposed to? Who cooks rabbit all the time? It's good. Commonly. Here. Hold Have on. Have you had rabbit? Yeah, it's delicious. Let me get this fire together. Let me fire this up. It's yeah, it's it's a little gamey. It's a little gamey. It's uh it's like somewhere in between chicken and beef. Okay. Yeah. Aren't a lot of things? <laughs> A lot of meats it's somewhere like, in between there. It's like the texture of chicken, but it's a little, like the gaminess gives it a little beefier flavor. All right, just make sure you so, cook it all the way through. I'll, I'll, I'm spinning it. I'm spinning it so we can get an even cook on it. Don't worry. Get a good char on that fur. <laughs> you know, while we're out here, you know, why don't you, you've got a story ready for us. We've got Winchester guns in our hands. I think you've got something tied in for that, don't you? Oh, yeah. I got okay. you covered. Well, while I'm, I'm cooking up this rabbit, you, you take it away. Hi, everybody. We've been hanging on to this little nugget for a while, uh, but we, we thought it was time to release it. So we did an episode, gosh, back in February about the Winchester Mystery House, and I was actually surprised with tickets for us to go see the Winchester Mystery House. So we were going to do a follow-up episode um, about our reactions and findings there, um, but thanks to COVID, um, it's... It's set us back, so we're just waiting till they open, and we're still waiting. And I thought, you know, it's it's been over six months now. It's time to just let you guys have this, and and just know when they do open up, we will be going to the Winchester Mystery House. Um, but now here's a little here's a little fun thing, a little bit of California history, and a little bit of spooks going on. So Jordan's going to take it away and let us know how we're how we're doing. Uh, just want to remind you guys, we have the new voicemail up. Um, I've got the link in the show notes for that. Uh, please give us a call. Let us know your stories. Let us know how you're feeling about the show. Um, and once again, the number for that is 916-359-9446. So give us a call. Just a heads up. There is a three-minute time limit on that. Um, we're working on seeing if we can get something a little bit longer, maybe an unlimited message limit. But right now, that's what we have to work with. Um, if you got to leave us multiple, you're not bothering us any, go ahead and do that. Uh, but please leave us a voicemail on there. We really would appreciate it. All right, back to the show. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, man? I'm, I'm doing good. 
We're back in the campfire again. It's a little more furnished this time. Yeah, it's looking good in here, man. Trying to keep your tootsies warm with the heater next to you. I appreciate that. We got the same one from the last house. Well, the last uh, office space, I should say, what we got has set up here. <laughs> um, that thing puts out some heat, though. Yeah. Thankfully. It doesn't come this way, but that's okay. One day we'll get another one, and then we'll be we'll be good. Yeah, you got to get but, something for yourself going, too. I've, actually, you can use this. I don't need it right now. I've got sweats in a... It, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I came from the snow. <laughs> that's true, but still. So, what do you got for us this week? Uh... I know that I've been kind of stuck on California lately, but I just figured uh, I'd do something a little bit more well-known. You've just been California dreaming. You're just yeah. ready for the summertime. I am. Like the first for like the first year ever. I always love it when it's cold and rainy and stuff like that. I'm definitely ready. That's because fun. it's not raining right now. I know it rained like two weeks. Yeah, I love the rain. I miss the rain. We would get rain in the summertime randomly. I want just rain or just really nice sun. Like no really cold gray days. Okay, none of that. Um, but we're in California. We're at in California. We're going to be kicking it in San Jose. San Jose. Home of the Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> go Sharks. We need to go to a game. Don't they play out here pretty often? We have like a hockey thing. They're, they're stadium. No, 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 but we, there's like a hockey thing. No. No? No. Wasn't there a new stadium that was <laughs> no. built recently? Nope. Out in... Nope. No? Okay. Fine. Make <laughs> you feel like an asshole. <laughs> Okay, we need to go out to San Jose and see a game then. How about that? All right. Um, so that is where the base of the story is going. We're going to the Winchester Mystery House. Winchester Mystery House. We might <clears throat> make a little uh, a little detour down there one day. And, one of these days. And, oh, we got to. And take a look for ourselves. Dude, I've been, I've been wanting to go for the last two decades. Yeah. I used to always go down to Santa Cruz, and I would see that sign on the side of the road that has the big skull in the mansion. I was like, mm-hmm. that looks so cool. It looks scary, but it looks really cool. Um, that's what it's probably about two hours away, maybe three. Well, more like three, maybe. So, map, well, so if it takes about three hours to get to Santa Cruz, I think it's it's well, San Jose. I think you have to take a different freeway, and that is not usually a good one, especially on the way back. It's basically in our backyard compared to a mm-hmm. lot of people listening, especially if you're in like Turkey. Oh, definitely. So we can make a couple hour trip down. I think there we should sure. go make a little weekend trip over there. Yeah. And uh, we need to record reactions and things like that. And See if we can be experience fun. any of it ourselves. That's supposed. I'm good off experiencing anything. I just want to see how weird this lady built the house. But well, well that's see. yeah, that's the major draw. But I want to see if we can maybe see well, potentially maybe other people have seen. Because it's not like it's the history isn't like crazy dark. It's mm-hmm. just uh, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's just mysterious and weird mm-hmm. and for no apparent reason <laughs> before we get too far yeah. just talking about other like listeners far away it got me i've it may reminded me of something mm-hmm. um you know we have some listens in australia oh really i mean we've we've had listens in australia for a while now i mean it's an english-speaking country so it makes sense mm-hmm. um but with everything that has happened recently with all the fires and the damage and and all the tragedies that's happened over there I was just curious. I was like, I wonder. I'm like, I'm sure we're not getting any traction over there right now. And I looked, and it wasn't staggering by any means. It was like five, but I'm like, five people listen to us while their country is on fire right now. I hope we made their day better. Yeah. Was that five in a day? I don't know. It was five in a couple week time or something. Okay. But... Like, yeah, I'm sure that the, we are the least of their <laughs> least of their concerns. Yeah, but it's, it's I don't it's know. I'd crazy. like to think that we made that time a little easier for the hour that they listen to us 
And yeah, I think that, that handful, that's that good handful of people. I think it's cool that we can do that. Heck yeah. So that's what these are out here for. Yeah. So let's keep making the people happy. Jordan, start us off with the Winchester Mystery House. Okay. Well, uh, once the personal residence of a Sarah Winchester, um, the widow, uh, the widow, widow, the widow of a firearm mogul, uh, William Wirt Winchester. Now, are we talking of the, like the Winchester, the Winchester gun brand? Winchester rifles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Queen Anne style Victorian mansion is renowned for its size, uh, architectural curiosities, and the lack of any master building plan. It's a it's a designated California historical landmark. And it's listed on the National Register of Historical Places. Um, it is privately owned and serves as a tourist attraction to this day. So, did you happen to find out who owns it? I'm just just curious. Who owns it now? Yeah, who owns it? Because it says you said it's privately owned. So I'm curious who privately owns it now. Um, that's a good question. Um, it looks like it is co-owned. Parent. It has two parent organizations nowadays. So, born around 1840, uh, Sarah Winchester grew up in a world of privilege. She spoke four languages, attended the best schools around, married well, uh, William Winchester. Yeah. And eventually gave birth to a daughter, Annie. She did all right. She did all right. She did okay for her time. Oh, man. (laughs) She did okay. However, tragedy struck in her late 20s when Annie died of an illness known as marasmus, which I don't think is as common Hmm. nowadays. Um, It's it's apparently only common in, in, uh, not newborns, but but small children and um, toddler age kind of okay and it's a disease a disease in which like the body just kind of wastes away it just oh. it just stuff starts failing and shutting down on its own and then mm-hmm. there's really no they don't ever i don't think they ever found a cure to it wow especially not in that day and age that's tough that's like that's our age jordan yeah imagine if we had a little kid at our age mm-hmm. right now and it just died yeah that's awful it's crazy yeah i feel like it was you know a lot more common back then though there was no, oh yeah, you spit at something and, and you get an illness. Exactly. But you sneeze in a public place and people are like, "Get <gasps> out of here!" I mean, I guess handing out blankets with smallpox on them didn't help that situation at all. But you know, no, not a not the best idea. Cough, cough. <coughs> <laughs> Corona. <No. laughs> um. So and then uh, shortly after uh, Annie died, William died um, in 1881. Well, not shortly after. About 10 years, a little more than a decade later. That's, that's definitely not shortly. No. She said, well, because it didn't say how old the daughter was when she died. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the husband died in 1881, backtrack at a couple, you know, about a, a little over a decade. She's just a little girl, so. And then Sarah must not have been that old herself. Uh, I mean, you know, so 41, she, kid was probably. Well, you said she was in her late 20s when when her daughter passed so 10 years later she's in her late 30s now yeah and then she was 41 when her husband died okay okay um she sought relief in a local medium um in boston which we're talking about now we're like mid to late 1800s um we're still in eight we're still in 1881 yeah so mid 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 1880 so we're like height of the like spiritualist movement Mm -hmm. with all the mediums and uh, and such and traveling psychics and yeah, all the, of that fun spiritualist craze. Yeah, I don't think that... I don't know if the whole gypsy thing plays into that. Was there like a... Out this far like west, I don't think Was that more have, of a Midwestern sort of thing? 
You know, honestly, I don't know. I mean, they traveled, so who know. knows? But I think that was a little bit more common back back then. Oh yeah. I mean, not like we have roaming. I don't think gypsies is the com- the Man, right got, word for I had it. But three that dragged their carts down my street last week. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Those are gypsies. Those are gypsies, man. Okay. They knew the future, and they were telling me. <laughs> Whether you wanted to hear it or not. Um. All right. So this medium uh, told her while supposedly channeling her late husband William that she needed to leave her home in New Haven and travel west, where she must continuously build a home for herself and the spirits of people who had fallen victim to the Winchester rifles. Oh, a medium told her this? Yes. Okay. While claiming to be channeling her dead husband. Okay. That's a twist. I've not heard this. No. Yeah. So I've heard this guy that, saying that she her hu- yeah. like heard voices or was being visited by spirits telling her to do this. I've not heard that a medium mm-hmm. like kicked the whole thing off. The initial. So yeah. that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's how it all. That's how it all started for her, and then and her little spiritual uh, upbringing slash movement mm-hmm. was the beginning of hers. So, this medium tells her to head west mm-hmm. and start building, and don't stop until you've appeased these people that uh, you've. I'm assuming probably contributed to what he thinks like the murder of uh, however many people. I mean, Winchester rifles were really common commonly mm-hmm. used firearms back then oh, so yeah. they were, I wouldn't be surprised if they were some kind of standard issue for early military or, yeah so if you were killing so. people more often than not you were probably killing them with a winchester yeah so which that wasn't to be fair like that wasn't the only use of winchesters no like all right i'm gonna brave these waters and just dip my toe in I'm not talking about today because I know there's a lot of gun gun discussions going on for today. I'm not touching on that. In the 1800s, especially out in Pioneer Land, Midwestern and Western United States, yeah, you need like a gun was just as much a tool as it was anything else. Today, it's not so much. More of if anything else, uh, uh, something for sport, not as much of a tool. But then people literally hunted to live. Oh, yeah. That's how you got your food. Sometimes that was your business. If you were like a fur trapper or uh, uh, any kind of uh, fur hunter where you'd you know, kill beavers and turn in their mm-hmm. pelts. And in the um, Old West, man, if you didn't have a gun, you're, you're, if you're going out and say, say mm-hmm. a fur trapper and you're hunting something yeah. and you don't have a gun on you, somebody could come up and take that off you. Yeah, so easily. Well, and then even, wild Wild West. Even if you're just a farmer and you just got you got some cattle or something, mm-hmm. you got a chicken coop. Fox tries to get after your chickens. You got you got to take the fox down, or there yeah. goes your chickens, and that's your eggs and possibly your income. Oh, at that point, that's so, your that's your whole year. Yeah, so I mean, it still is. But <laughs> while they they are literally a killing machine, they did have a point. Practical than, purposes. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah, practical purposes. Yeah. So I must uh, safely take my toe back. Out of the water. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's 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 unfortunate that she it feels like she was kind of duped. I'm I'm assuming, but at least that's what I got from it. I'm hearing some early opinions, Jordan. Yeah. Feel some type of way. <laughs> I'll, I'll sneak him. I'll sneak him in there. Uh, so, so though it's so she she leaves New Haven um, and heads for California, as west as she can go. Um, and though it's possible she was only seeking you know for a change of location and hobby during her lengthy depression. Uh, other sources say that Winchester came to believe her family and fortune were haunted by ghosts and that only by moving west and continuously building them a house could she appease these spirits. 
You're right, Barney. That is really sad. It is. Like, I, it's weird because I, I almost feel like this medium uh, took advantage of this lady that was in a real low place. Mm-hmm. But it was weird because at the same time, it wasn't like she was packing the lady along. Because usually, if someone's doing something like that, yeah, there's some kind of gain for them out of it. But there was no gain out of this. I just want to know how much he made her pay him because she. We're about to. We're. Uh, she was rich. Oh yeah, w- Mrs. So, Winchester. So 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 rich. Oh, loaded, 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 loaded. So he must have duped her, like in some way. Like I feel like I can't reach him unless she is sneaking another thousand <laughs> I mean, under the table. He or says something. you got to give me ten more grand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is William. I need you to give me money. I don't know. We well, can use it in the afterlife. I don't yeah. know. So speaking of loaded. So as a byproduct of William's death, Sarah Winchester inherited more than $20.5 million in 1881. Good Lord. That is equivalent to $543 million in today's dollars. Yeah, Barney. In 1881, she had $543 million just given to her. That's a lot of apples. You know, essentially. That's crazy. Um, she also received nearly 50% ownership of Winchester Repeating um, Arms Company, giving her an income of roughly $1,000 per day, equivalent to $26,000 a day now, mm. on top of $543 million, so, like, bundled. That's so much money. Insane. These inheritances uh, gave her a tremendous amount of wealth, which she used to fund the ongoing construction. Um... When she started building it in 1884, the property and mansion were claimed by many to be haunted by the ghosts of those killed with the rifles. Um, Under Winchester's day-to-day guidance, it's from the ground-up construction proceeded around the clock. By some accounts, without interruption, until Sarah Winchester's death on September 5th in 1922. So, 84 to 22. It's almost 40 years, 38 years. Of building. Of building. That's a lot of building. And we complain about how long it takes to put a apartment up downtown. We complain about everything. That's true. <laughs> but on a day-to-day basis, it being mm-hmm. worked on for over 30 years, that's crazy. It's insane. That's so much money. Uh, at which time uh, the work immediately ceased. Like, when she died, when she died, It is finally stopped. quitting time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, what are we even doing here? This house makes no sense. It's crazy. Uh, Sarah's biographer, however, says that Winchester routinely dismissed workers for months at a time to take such a rest as I might. Quote, unquote. Oh, I thought it was a 24-hour around-the-clock, no one ever... People may stop, but someone would come in and take their shift. That's what... There's there's rumors that that's how it was, but there's also, I mean, things that say that she wasn't a slave driver, that she was like, obviously, you've been working nonstop on this for a while, go mm-hmm. rest. I don't know how what that yeah. means, you know, how long she would give people, but yeah, this is interesting because I'm we're barely kind of getting into the story here, and I feel like there's already a couple things uh, that that I've heard that combat the rumors that have that have been that go around, and mm-hmm. obviously like the movie that came out a few years back, and yeah, there's no surprise for the movie, but which uh, she was supposed to be Sarah Winchester in the movie, oh yeah, too, which is cool. I want to. And you still need to see that. We might need to watch that just to mm. <laughs> just to see how ridiculous it might be. It will be pulling teeth to get me to watch it. But oh yeah, 
I don't. I don't do. We we've talked about this. I don't do the scary movies. I know. I don't know how scary it's supposed to be though, or how serious I would take it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't take it serious, but anytime I'm in that that mood, that frame of mind. Yeah. Eh. We'll see. I might. I might be able to swing it. Get a couple drinks in you. <laughs> um. So in 1884, she had purchased uh, this this unfinished farmhouse in, in the Santa Clara Valley to start this mansion up. Carpenters were hired and worked on the house day and night until it became a seven-story mansion. She didn't use an architect and added onto the building in a haphazard fashion, most people say. Uh, so the home contains numerous oddities, such as doors and stairs that go nowhere, um, windows overlooking other rooms, and stairs with odd-sized risers. I'm not sure what a riser is. Is that the bottom step? Or what is a riser? Yeah, so, yeah, that, so that's the height. Mm-hmm. of the step i forget what the uh the horizontal part is called i learned that when i was learning about termites um i'm like are these stairs that you can't even get on because the first stair is too tall or what no it, it sounds like you're just uneven so like your feet are doing the what the hell's happening because i walk up a lot of stairs and they're always even oh maybe like weeble wobble kind of stairs like kind of off kilter well, like like one's like 10 inches tall the next yeah. one's six inches tall the next one's 12 inches tall gotcha it's like what was happening inconsistent here? yeah that makes sense runner I was trying to... That's the oh, flat run. part. Gotcha. I was trying to make sense of that, and I was like, I'm trying to picture it, and I can't. I can't. Uh, we got to go, man. <laughs> I hear that if you don't take... Like, if you're not with a guide, you'll legitimately... Like, people have been lost for, like, a day in there. It's four stories now. Um, so it's not seven stories anymore. I can't, okay. even, I can't imagine what it was like at seven stories. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so... Okay. Continue. We'll get we'll get to the reason why it's not a four three seven story anymore. So uh, many many accounts attribute these oddities to her belief in ghosts. Uh, environmental psychologists theorize that the odd layout it- itself contributes to the feeling of the house being haunted today. So it gives it that kind of ominous feeling. All right. So before the nineteen oh six earthquake, the house had been seven stories high. Today it's only four stories. The house is predominantly made of redwood, as Mrs. Winchester preferred the wood. However, after a while, she disliked the look of it on the entire thing. Hmm. So, she demanded that a faux grain and stain be applied to the entire house. Good lord. Um, you know, part of me is like, this is so ridiculous. There's so many weird things about it. And a waste it. of resources. Yeah. And a waste of a lot of things. But on the other side, I'm like, but this lady probably employed a lot of people and like... Made a lot of families happy. Yeah. For sure. So, like, cool for giving people jobs, even though... As long as they didn't get lost in the construction, I suppose. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Tape the floor so that way you know where you're going. I can only as- I can only imagine the workspace there. Like, how many different work sites do you oh, have? God. Could you imagine being the new guy, being the rookie, being the go-between? Oh, like, yeah. Like, hey, man, go get me the <laughs> saw out of the truck. And they're back in, like, six hours. Like, ah, Where's ah. the truck? <laughs> where do we park? Where's the outside? Oh, my God. 20,500 gallons of paint. Ooh. Or 78,000 liters were required to paint the entire house. You said 20,000? 20,500 gallons. So it takes 47,000 gallons to paint the Golden Gate Bridge. So literally painting this house twice is like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. For some perspective. Thank you for finding perspective on that. That's awesome. <laughs> also That's not insane. far from us. Not as haunted. Very cool stop, though. If you're ever in San Francisco, you got to see it. 
I've definitely driven over so many times. You've walked it. A I couple walked times it. Yeah. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. Do you see there. some characters on the bridge. It's actually not too bad. You just see a few people in like. There's usually like a costumes. lot of people on the bridge though, right? On at any given it's not, time. It's not too bad. I don't mean like crowded, San Francisco crowded, but yeah, you've got, you, you get to like touristy, leisurely walk it. So it is a tourist site, so you have people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So the home itself is built using a floating foundation that is believed to have saved it from total collapse during mm-hmm. that earthquake. And the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake. See, this is why I don't... What you said earlier where people think that she didn't have architects on this. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if I'm on board with that 100% because of things like that, of them putting it on a floating foundation. Yeah, how do you how do you even figure that out as a normal person right. without any insight? Well, I mean, if you've been building for a while in California, then you're, you're acquainted with the, the earthquakes that happened, but... Yeah. I imagine contractors would have some kind of knowledge, but I feel like that that level of detail had to have come in from some kind of architect. Some outside source. So. Something that had... I mean, I don't know if that had ever been done before. A floating foundation? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But they think that that might be what saved the, the whole building initially. From collapsing. Mm-hmm. Just going to... So, that I've heard this part before about it collapsing as well, and I, I always wondered, like, what did that look like? So three stories are gone, mm-hmm. but you got four that are still fine. So that it, did it fall on itself? Did it just fall to the side? Like, how'd that happen? Didn't even show any pictures. Like, yeah. there was, I, it must be that it all just kind of, I would assume that maybe the three just like caved in on itself? collapsed on itself. I, I can know. only assume. I'm surprised that that didn't do Sarah Winchester in. I mean, That's, she wasn't hmm. in her seventh story at that point. <laughs> Thankfully, no. They're still going. They were shooting for ten, so there was still construction on the seventh. So. Could you imagine a seven-story mansion? Nope. <laughs> Seven stories for a house. Who needs that? Yeah, yeah, Barney. I know it would be full of trees and bushes, <laughs> and you would have eighteen bathrooms that have a redwood for the toilet. I know. Eighteen bathrooms. That's what Barney would have. A redwood tree in each one for you to pee on. <laughs> <laughs> to leave his scent? To leave his mark on there? And I feel like he would navigate it fine. I mean, he's Bigfoot, so he gets in and out of places and you can never find him. Nobody's ever shot a Bigfoot with a Winchester rifle, right, Barney? That's right. You can't touch him. Like MC one Hammer. In the, one in the cheek in O2. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that one. That's, that's his little bald patch, okay? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So, there are roughly 161 rooms, including 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, one completed and one still unfinished, uh, as well as 47 fireplaces, over 10,000 panes of glass across the windows, um, 17 chimneys, two basements, and three elevators. Elevators, you say? Elevators, yeah. I would assume that would hmm. that would made more sense for a seven-story house. But I, I wouldn't I, walk. I wouldn't want to walk up four flights every time either. I never thought about elevators being around that early, but I guess it makes sense. I mean, New York was very heavily built at that point. There ain't no way people were working walking up thirty story stairs. Oh right. So yeah, there were still there were already like I feel I think a mm-hmm. couple not skyscraper like this kind of skyscraper Con- like time context for things like that always like throw me for a loop because like one thing seems to totally make sense but if i put another one in the picture i'm like oh those couldn't happen at the same time yeah except they did mm-hmm. it's crazy but so elevators hella chimneys hella glass hella everything yeah hella hella <laughs> everything um 
I'm yes. surprised they've not turned this place into a hotel, to be perfectly honest. I'm surprised, too. I don't know why the newer owner decided to go the touristy route with it. I mean, I guess it... I mean, I feel like you could do both. Like, take, You'd end up like, making so much more money that way. You could take, like, it's four stories. You take one or two stories, make those rooms. People could do, like, haunted stays. And everything else could be just tour the mansion. People would pay out the nose for that. Yeah, they would. I don't know. But it was a different time. Um, so initially, I'm talking Winchester, about now. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I wish, yeah, like I wish that they would. Um, so initially, the Winchester, the whole property was about 162 acres, but the estate has since been reduced to 4.5 acres. That's that's really small. It's that's that's a huge reduction. It's drastic. Um, the minimum necessary to contain the house and nearby facilities. It has uh, gold and silver chandeliers. Oh, sorry. I'm on like the perspective train right now. You said it was 100 and how many acres? 162. Okay, that's two Disneylands. Yeah. Initially. Two Disneylands. And she ended up, I don't know, I don't think that she ended up selling some of that off. Um, I'm sure it probably, it was when they, when someone took the house over, they were like, this land's unnecessary, so let's sell it off to farmers and, and developers. But Yeah, I think it was during that transition into the, the, not the now owners, but the people who initially turned it into what mm-hmm. it is now. Right. Um, but yeah. It also boasted hand inlaid parquet floors and trim and a vast array of colors and materials. Um, due to uh, Mrs. Winchester's debilitating arthritis, special easy riser stairways were installed as a replacement for her original steep construction. I think the easy riser might be like the. I don't. I don't think that that would be the machine that kind of like gets you from bottom to top what is an easy riser <laughs> the, the old like old. really wide steps that's the only thing i can imagine hmm like it's it was to it or was maybe to make they're up for lower the so you don't have to like pick your foot up as high i don't know well that that could be because she, they said that she had a trouble lifting her foot more than like mm-hmm. like three inches off the ground because because of her arthritis she was that bad rippling right? wow. yeah yeah um yeah, she was only able to raise each foot about a, few, a couple inches. Uh, there was only one working total, uh, one working toilet total, for the entire mansion. I think we know why it's not a hotel, right? <laughs> I think that's changed. <laughs> I do believe that's changed since. Um, all other restrooms that were built were decoys to confuse spirits. Okay. Her, her See, words. Okay. I feel like there's a big gap in this lady's life because. We know, okay, so you had that initial visit with the medium, but then we don't know anything else that happened. Like, was she continuing to talk to mediums, and they were like, yeah, man, keep it going, keep it rolling? She must have, I mean, she must have already been somewhat spiritual to have gone to a medium in the first place, I feel like. And then once she talked to her husband in the afterlife. Just sparked a fire, maybe. Yeah, must have. I mean, if she was already gung-ho and... Yeah, because, I mean, she's not... Because she says she's doing this to confuse the spirits. She did. She did the. She made the bill. <laughs> she built all the bathrooms to confuse the spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know this. Okay. We've. This is one of my beefs with ghosts. Because there's so many competing rules mm-hmm. with ghosts that I'm like, all of these like can't work. Because there's so many that are like. 
you're tied to this or you're watching over this person or this is happening and like if i got shot by somebody i wouldn't like haunt and if like you'd have this many activists haunting the no. person that made the guns especially you'd have, you'd not even an army yeah i feel like you you would rather haunt the person that shot you with said gun you would think that's just me again you know that uh, it seems right like a waste medium. of an afterlife <laughs> No, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to go haunt uh, the the develop the manufacturer. I mean, of the maybe they were like were weapon. They went there and this is like okay, it's a cool place to hang around. We're not even gonna mess with this lady. We're just gonna enjoy the intricacies of this house. And people say that she that she could sometimes see or hear um, spirits talking to her mm-hmm. and urging her to continue building. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that didn't help. Yeah, that didn't help. I think that she was slowly kind of losing it as she was doing this mm-hmm. too. I think that once uh, once her husband died, she just kind of spiraled, especially after the medium. Um, but get us back on track. You were telling us about the bathrooms. So bathrooms, chicken fuse the spirits. Uh, she also slept in a different room every night, so that they couldn't find, so that they couldn't pinpoint her. <laughs> Because you have you have like how did I how many did I say 140 bedrooms, so the home's conveniences were rare at this time of construction at the time at the time of its construction uh, those they weren't really some of the things that they were doing for her weren't very commonplace okay uh, as far as architecturally and building wise mm-hmm. um, these included steam and forced air heating for the house mm-hmm. uh, more modern indoor toilets and plumbing push button gas lights and Mrs Winchester's personal and only hot shower from indoor plumbing oh she got the hot shower yes she got crippling arthritis but she got the hot shower (laughs) she better be hot there uh, there were also the three elevators including an otis electric and one of which was powered by a rare horizontal hydraulic elevator piston Hmm. which is still uncommon i think i don't think it was i don't think that's one that moves horizontally but i think it's they said that it's one that uh helps the maneuver maneuverability of the actual um what would you call that? What you get in? Like the what? I mean, the elevator box. itself. Yeah, the the box <laughs> that you get in, <laughs> stranded halfway between whatever. Uh, it was just supposed to improve the maneuverability of it. Okay. Um, she never skimped on any of the adornments uh, that she believed contributed to the architectural beauty. Mm-hmm. Many of the stained glass windows were created by the Pacific American Decorative Company. Okay. Some were designed specifically for her and others by her, including a spider web design uh-huh. uh, window that's featured throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a big thing for her. Spider webs and the number 13, for some reason, were huge things for her okay. spiritually. Okay. She kind of clung to things. Before uh, you get into that... Let's take a little break. Okay, now we're back. Jordan, continue to tell us how weird this house is. So she designed these, the spider web, kind of intricate window that featured her favorite web design and the repetition of the number 13, another one of her preoccupations. This window was never installed, but exists in the so-called $25,000 storage room, quote-unquote. Um, it's named that because of its content. The contents in it were originally appraised at the value of $25,000. The value today is supposed, supposedly, in, like, you can't, it's inestimable, which is a very funny wow. word. That was the first time I had heard that. Mm-hmm. You can't estimate it. Inestimable. I mean, That's how you say that. They don't know what's in there. They can't estimate it. 
Well, twenty-five thousand dollars nowadays would be equivalent to three hundred eighty-two three hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Jordan Lee said it's inestimable. Quit trying to estimate it. I know that. Like, somebody's <laughs> going off what they gave me. <laughs> uh, second window was designed so that when sunlight strikes the prismatic crystals, a rainbow is cast across the room. Ain't that sweet? That's cute, right? That window was installed on an interior wall in a room with no light exposure, preventing the effect from ever being seen. Gotta love it. Why? I don't think she, I don't think she was there that day to oversee construction. Barney, ca- Barney, calm, calm down. Yeah, calm, calm down. He's picking up chairs, smashing them on the wall. He wants to see the pretty rainbow. It makes no sense. Why would you do that? Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. It's like let me spit in this creator's face that made this for a purpose to yeah, put it up, a one of a kind, to not accomplish its purpose. Yeah. Put the chair down, Barney. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> we'll get through it. Um, when she died, all of her possessions, uh, apart from the house itself, were bequeathed to her niece and personal secretary. Uh, her niece then took everything she wanted and sold the rest in a private auction. Uh, it supposedly took six trucks working eight hours a day for six weeks to remove all of the furniture from the house. Mrs. Winchester made no mention of the mansion in her will and appraisers considered the house worthless due to damage caused by the earthquake, the unfinished design, and the impractical nature of its construction. It was sold at auction to a local investor for over $135,000. Which, I, I don't know how much she had put into the house by then, though. I can only assume... That's, that's fair. She probably put quite a bit more than that. A lot. A lot. Wait, at so least it, that. Wait, so it was sold after it had been damaged by the earthquake? Mm-hmm. So, it, was put up, it was put up in a local auction. So, okay. The land and everything on it, I thought, I thought that she had fixed all the damages from the earthquake, though, and continued building after that. She did continue building, but that doesn't mean that she went back and, and fixed everything that was damaged. That's a So I think that they continued... I think that they continued working on the stuff that they were already mm-hmm. going with, and then they were like, oh, we just won't mess with that wing anymore for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that must have been what it, what it was. I mean, maybe it I wasn't mean, I guess from the pointless. top down. Like, if you're... The whole thing of the house is like it's not meant to be enjoyed. It's just meant to be confusing for spirits. Experienced, it's an experience. But I, I guess it makes sense for her to not care about it because it wasn't about oh let me fix this so I can have a nice house. It's eh, let it stay ruined. We'll just make more confusing hallways. Yeah, I feel like she just had this un unending urge to build just to suffice whatever was going on in her head. Well, I want to know what she was doing, too, during all this. Because it wasn't like sh- she was building. She wasn't hammering no. these nails. No. What was, what was she doing? No one really knows. She was a very mysterious person. And she was there, but she wasn't doing much of the work. I mean, she was overseeing the day-to-day. Yeah. And maybe potentially telling people. Probably spending all of her time talking to people that make rainbow glass. That, <laughs> that and the spirits. That <laughs> and, the, and the voices. I don't know. Um, so it was sold for 135000 a local auction, and subsequently leased for 10 years to John and Mamie Brown, who eventually purchased the house. Uh, in February of 1923, five months after Sarah's death, Sarah Winchester, the house was open to the public, with Mamie Brown serving as the first tour guide. Okay. Only five months after Sarah had died, they turned this into a place to be. I'm seen. sure the whole community, though, was like... 
man, that's weird. Like what? Like there was rumors all over the place about this lady. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I can so, only assume. Like driving by that when mm-hmm. it was actually being built upon, you're like, what is going on there? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the day after the lady died, they did this. People were lining up at the door. Come see it. Yeah. Uh, today, the home is owned by Winchester Investments LLC, a privately held company representing the descendants of John and Mamie Brown. Uh, it retain the home retains unique touches that reflect Mrs. Winchester's belief in her beliefs and her reported preoccupation with warding off malevolent spirits. Uh, these spirits are said to have directly inspired her as to the way the house should be built. Hearing the voices throughout. Uh, the number 13 in the spirit in the spider web motifs which carried spiritual significance for her occur throughout like there we're gonna if we ever go we're gonna apparently there's a lot spider web and i'd be that'd be so weird you mentioned a lot of everywhere. 13s right yeah yeah there's thir- oh. there's gonna be the number 13 in a lot of places you ever see the number 23 with jim carrey on oh i was gonna say on michael jordan's back no but <laughs> that was creepy that was creepy it's not it's not your kind of movie all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then, and that's kind of that's kind of a lot of the history that it gives. Um, for from now, it just it kind of kind of kicks it back up into 2016. Yeah. So that was 1923. There's not a whole lot. It's just been a tourist site ever since. Yeah. Um, and then in 2016, it was announced that another room with periodic, with, with like period furniture from back in the day, uh, was found. Just a just a random place that they hadn't mm-hmm. seen before. Maybe that maybe the, I don't know if they broke down a wall and found it or mm-hmm. opened a door that they hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an attic space that contained a pump organ, a Victorian couch, uh, dress form, whichever that is. I think that's like a like a mannequin dummy. Yeah, I think to like maybe sew the dresses around, like that thing yeah. with like the the stuff at the bottom of it, the kind of the kind of wires, the wiry yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So that way you could create the dress. Yeah, that would make sense. Because uh, there was also no, there was also a sewing machine. Are, right we, are we sure a seamstress it. wasn't just in the closet? Somewhere. Right. <laughs> they, they find it. They find her at the sewing machine, a dress like half completed. Man, you guys have oh. taken forever. <laughs> oh, that would be so messed up. Oh, I'd be so I'd be so sad. Um, and then also some paintings. Um, this room was made available for viewing by the public and features a shooting range game nowadays. And in 2017, the Winchester Mystery House debuted their first new daytime tour in 20 years, the Explore More Tour. This tour takes guests through the rooms never before open to the public and explores the rooms left unfinished at the time of Sarah Winchester's death. Is it just me, or does a shooting range feel a little insulting? It, uh, <laughs> Considering the nature in which it was built? For Sarah's sake, yes. Very much so. For the company's sake, no. It makes a lot of sense. But, uh, but for her sake, because that's so funny, because when I was doing this, I was like, what, what are they, why is there a shooting range in this house? I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a Winchester house. That makes sense. But but the whole point of the Winchester house is cause, to keep that away. Yeah. To keep that out of there. I know. <laughs> Spit on your grave. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, in 2018, Helen Mirren starred in Winchester as Sarah Winchester herself, that movie. The story took the rumors about the hauntings in the house and ran with them, depicting a woman crazed by the ghost of Winchester rifles. Filming for the movie took place at the mo- at the Winchester house itself. Oh, wow. 
Um, additionally, the home has been used uh, as a setting for numerous supernatural horror movies and novels, as its mere existence provides ample inspiration. I was about to say it makes sense, because instead of having to fabricate all these crazy-looking backdrops, you can just go there and pick a pick a hallway. Oh, yeah. You like, get your right angle, and you've got, you've got whatever kind of weird shot you want. Yeah. For any kind of... Um, cameraman that's got to be just a dream because you don't even have to find that angle that makes you know like the hallway look like it's shrinking in on itself you have a literal hallway that's shrinking in on itself yeah oh i hope those are those have got to be there right i I feel like that's that was one of the things that Mm -hmm. they had hallways that kind of shrunk as you went i call those wink uh willy wonka hallways (laughs) (laughs) it's a good one i want to go so bad um since her death little has been uncovered about sarah winchester herself and the reasoning behind her obsession with the building um she gave no interviews left behind no journals and had no family willing to speak about her okay um occasionally visitors to the home will report feeling the spirits that have long resided in the home uh though of course paranormal investigations haven't turned anything up Mm mm-hmm uh, but perhaps there are still some spirits haunting the abode, maybe even Sarah Winchester herself. I mean, after all, she did build it for the restless dead. Mm-hmm. So who could say? Ghostly tales are one matter, uh, but real-life encounters are entirely different. Um, and both happen at the Winchester Mystery House, apparently. Do tell, do tell. This is where we have our little bit of fun. Both visitors and employees claim spectral sightings on numerous occasions. Um, a number of employees and a few visitors claim to have crossed paths with Clyde, a mustached man sometimes seen pushing a, wheel, a wheelbarrow in the basement or trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom. Uh, he's been described to management roughly like this. We really like the actor who was repairing uh, the ballroom fireplace, wearing a white overalls and the, and the Victorian boater hat. And the response being, oh, we don't, we don't have actors on site. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What? <laughs> Yeah. Then there are the gentle tugs of shirts or skirts during tours, and the report from longtime maintenance. We do not support Danny. tugging skirts in no. this podcast. No, uh, not, not ghosts <laughs> or full flesh. No skirts will be tugged under mm-hmm. the creepy campfire watch. <laughs> campfire after dark. Nope. <laughs> um, one morning after entering the water tower, uh, this this maintenance worker Denny, he heard footsteps from above. This was a three-story structure, um, and he, he went up. He was trying to find whoever was upstairs to let them know it was off limits. But the footsteps always seemed to be one step ahead of him and one story above him. So when he ended up reaching the roof, there was, there was nothing there. But he kept hearing the sound of these footsteps. Um, ever since Houdini came to the house in 1924 during his nationwide tour to debunk spiritualism. That was so legit. I want us to do an episode on that because I think it's just really cool. You should do that one. You should do that one. I'll do Winchester, you do that. All right. Um, Other experts have followed in his footsteps. Winchester Mystery House has thrown out the welcome mat for paranormal investigator Zach Baggins of Travel Channel's Ghost Adventurers. Zach Baggins. I got to tell you, I have not watched that show. I have heard... I haven't either. Numerous podcasts just bash the guy so hard. Oh, I'm sure. I've not watched the show one time, but they're all, they all, apparently he just loses his mind, like, like being like, you suck, like, possess me. 
and that's like the show is him getting possessed each time but i have not watched it i don't officially have an opinion but i have heard a lot of negative ones yeah i would rather not watch a guy go in and get possessed by anything fake or real don't ask for it no don't do it (laughs) no um there was also the noted psychic sylvia brown uh tk and famed medium james van prague uh who channeled sarah the who actually channeled sarah winchester at a seance dinner there uh, he claimed that she expressed happiness that the house had so many visitors. Isn't that sweet? I don't feel like she's happy about the gun range, though. I don't think so either. <laughs> like, you know, this is great that everybody's here, but that's got to go. That's got to go. <laughs> uh, once the United States... <laughs> Can you do that voice every time? <laughs> that has got to go. <laughs> so... Uh, once the United States' largest private residence and the most expensive to build, once upon a time it was the most expensive, uh, today you could almost miss it. The Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California, sits between eight lanes of the I-280 freeway, a mobile home park, and the remains of a space-age movie theater. The world has changed around it since, but the mansion remains stubbornly and defiantly what it always was. Oh, they'll never get rid of that mansion. No. So, like I said, there was a lot of weird things about the way it was built mm-hmm. and why it was built that way. There hasn't been as many paranormal kind of things happening since. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's, it's, I mean, in 80 years, well, almost 100, well, 100 years now, uh-huh. there's only been a couple of cases of people actually seeing, yeah. seeing ghosts or anything like that. They hear stuff and they get the little tugs and things like that, but... Mm-hmm. It's not as common as right. some of the things that we've gone over. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've seen places that see more action than that. In, yeah, hotels in Chicago. In yeah. And, yeah. So maybe it's not as restless as she, as Sarah Winchester had thought it would be. Yeah. But, or maybe the, she actually brought some peace to the spirits. I don't know. It's an interesting, uh, it's a very interesting story. We got, we've got to go check it out, though. I don't believe it, but... You could also argue potentially that once she died, the spirits had no reason to haunt her. Maybe. So that's why they wouldn't be there. But um, There is also, I found a video that I wanted to show you. Okay. Um, there was one that was that was kind of caught, caught on film. Okay. A sighting. And I lost it when I went to go look up the <laughs> Winchester. <laughs> okay, go back, go back. Oh, you can straight up see something moving on the top left. The upper balcony, right? Yeah. Straight up. Very slowly. Just hanging around. Yep. It looks like... I don't know if that's supposed to just be this, like the form itself, or it almost looks like it's carrying maybe a lantern. One of the old school lanterns. I was about to say, height-wise of it, um, I, it's it would be about the height of a child. Unless it is like a lantern, like you said. Yeah, somebody like maybe holding it up above their head or like holding it out, you know, like this. Oh, but you light. could kind of see a so there's like a brightest the brightest point, and then you can see a shadow or outline that kind of that goes above the brightest light. So yeah, it is more like a lantern, like you're saying. Yeah. Kind of crazy though. Hmm. I mean, that could have been a worker checking the grounds. That's the only yeah, which. So who knows if this was just for fun? Because it's it's fun to think that that might be like you know some kind of spectral. Yeah. Now I'm like I want to know work reports. Was anybody on duty? Who was yeah. on the fourth floor? Yeah, who was there that <laughs> night? 
Because that's definitely something. It's just, is that an actual, like, a security guard or is it a ghost? Yeah, right? So. I couldn't say. Um, I guess I thought that I had a lot more on this initially. <laughs> but I kind of booked it through that, I suppose. There's more. Like, there's there's a ton more. Like, I had to stop on my, mm-hmm. my notepad on my phone. Oh, the, it, the details of the house. You could go for days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's tons. Yeah, because, like, uh, the 13 thing that you were talking about earlier, I know that there's a lot of rooms where uh, there's 13 knobs, 13 windows, 13 uh, cabinet doors. It, mm-hmm. uh, it just represents itself a lot in things, and which I know there's some people that just, I don't know, they feel that way about any number. I know my... One of my dad's lawyers once upon a time, she was like all about 13. She lived at an address 1313. Oh, yeah. Her license plate was 13, and she was all about it. So some people just gravitate. You know, they, they think they found a lucky number. It's always interesting to me. But. A fascination with a combination of numbers. And it's always like a two-digit two number, too. Like, what do you think that combination signifies? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, the number 23 is uh, his obsession with this, just the number 23, mm-hmm. specifically. It's like, like 23 he sees, stairs. He sees it everywhere. Oh, oh, the movie, the movie, yeah. 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 Uh, but my friend, mm-hmm. my coworker, Christine, has the same thing with the number 23, somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, she gets, she finds that she sees that number everywhere. Well, there's a mental, there's a mental thing to that. I know that there's, I can't remember the, the fancy scientific word for it right now, but I, I know that we as people are like the way our brains are made, they're mm-hmm. made to see patterns yeah. automatically. Um, but some people, it, it's kind of once you notice something, you continue to see it no matter if it's really, you look for it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like wondering how that started. For like her. I, I saw gotta, three, to three driver's license plates that had 23 in it on the mm-hmm. way to work today. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, you probably passed 2000 cars. Yeah. The odds are in your favor. Yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. That could happen any number of times. Yeah. Yeah. But this lady, Mrs. Winchester, Sarah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the poor lady just had a lot of trauma. She lost her kid, lost her husband. Yep. And she didn't know how to cope with it. And, and some, she was a spiritual person, so she kind of leaned into that, I feel like. And somebody kind of, they took a little bit of advantage of her and... Mm-hmm. I don't even really like saying taking advantage of her because it, it doesn't seem like they got much out of it unless they were her medium on retainer. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But she books appointments with him. How is the house going? Are uh, the are the spirits liking it? And maybe they were just trying to tell the lady, like, okay, maybe I, if I tell her this, it'll keep her busy. Mm-hmm. And maybe keeping her busy will be the healthiest thing for her. Yeah. But she went down a rabbit hole that I never want to go down. <laughs> I mean, I would assume if anybody asked questions, all she had to do was just throw some money yeah and she had plenty of that so she had plenty of influence right yeah because i there's probably many things that weren't like up to code and oh yeah overlook it you don't you don't see that <laughs> i'll pay you to get out of here yeah so i don't yeah do you think she was being tormented i think that she she was but i don't know if it's due to actual paranormal things or if it became a thing that she kind of self-manifested and self-manifested because i feel like if there's any maybe good situ or good example of that it mm-hmm. might be this yeah depending but yeah i i feel like the the poor woman i think she just had a mental break and 
she got an answer and she ran with it. Yeah. Or maybe if she was being tormented by anything, then it was just like a demonic presence just messing with her. But I feel she just had a mental break and just kept building because it's what felt safe. So yeah. when, and when things are tough, especially when you feel like you're at the end of the rope like that, you mm-hmm. just want to do what's safe. Yeah, well, I mean, because at that point she had nobody. Yeah. I mean, like they said, like it said, they she didn't have any family that mm-hmm. would come and speak on her behalf, or you know, I mean, yeah. I can't believe she didn't leave any journals or anything behind. Nothing. Yeah, like no she writings. Is, that's the most troubling thing for me about this is she, her herself is such a mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows any kind of number of facts about the house, but no one knows a lot of her day to day feelings and 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 things like that, like. So I think she just stayed pent up in the house and didn't have conversations with anybody, which isn't know. good for anyone. Yeah, I feel like mentally she just kept, I mean, maybe just exacerbating this mm-hmm. this thing that this guy, that maybe the medium planted, maybe it was already there. Mm-hmm. Maybe she already had that guilt somewhat for, for what she had married into, maybe mm-hmm. what that family did. Um I'm hoping that if we ever go, we can learn a little bit more about her personally. Like, maybe there will yeah. be a little bit more, like, history on her specifically. Maybe that's why they did the movie. I think that that's why they were trying to, like, capture more of the essence of her. Of her, yeah. You should check out your phone. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know what she, I don't know what she sent you. You don't? You have no idea. I mean, I know, I know the gist, <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know how she framed it. So... You're getting my live reaction, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're going to the Winchester Mystery House yeah, on we are. March 15th. Yes, we are. Uh, me, Jordan, uh, Cassandra, and Cassie. Mm-hmm. So uh, us guys and the wives. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, we're going to go check it out that Sunday. That's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Not too far out. Yeah. Got about a month. So we're going we're gonna to go check that out and let you know how we feel if mm-hmm. we get the spooks while we're out there. I was thinking it would be kind of fun to do, like, we don't have to do another full-length episode on it. I mean, especially if we can't find a whole lot more about Sarah herself. But if we can... Well, I um, think it'd still be cool. I think you guys would like to hear, too, just, if nothing else, our reactions of the place. and Yeah, like a before and after. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can do even, like, a, like a specialized kind of Patreon thing. Some kind, something like that. I wish that you could do, like, the live, maybe, casting on Patreon or something like that. If we could do, like, a video walkthrough of us in the house or something that'd be so cool cool so this is gonna be fun yeah man we're gonna go check it out next month i've been wanting to go for so long Mm -hmm. so i'm super stoked sweet after i had initially proposed the episode to you i don't know if you said something to her Mm -hmm. but that's when she hit me up about it oh since we started this i was like two places i think like if we ever finally do a live episode i was like we need to do one or like a a, we go out and check out it like out of the studio episode Mm mm-hmm Winchester House and Alcatraz. Yeah. Because those are the two biggest spots that are weird that are close by. Oh, so. yeah. We got to do a trip to Alcatraz. I don't know if Cassie has been there. If she hasn't been there, if none of us have been, we've got to go. Oh, yeah. Has oh, Cassandra yeah. been, do you know? I don't think so. Dude, we got to do it. That'd be so the Winchester fun. House is up next. Oh, yeah. All right. So I think the lady was crazy. Jordan thinks that she might have been... been I feel like she was... Mis- misled emotionally and uh, vulnerable. And she was crazy she on kind of, his end too. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, just a little bit. So we'll get this one wrapped up and on to the next week. Jordan, 
Where can they find us in the meantime while they're waiting for that next episode? Uh, you guys can hit us up on Instagram. We, get, uh, we, we have the Creepy Campfire Podcast Instagram. Um, we're going to start doing more live stories and stuff like that. We've mm-hmm. got the wives in on more of the... Uh, the posting the social media aspects mm-hmm. so where they're gonna be helping us out where we where we falter because neither of us are super technologically equipped not equipped that's not the right word um advanced <laughs> <laughs> they're better at it than we are or you could uh you can email us at creepy campfire podcast at gmail.com yes please do we check that day we check both daily so hit, either hit us up on instagram or check us out creep mm-hmm. at creepy campfire podcast at gmail.com always checking that um, someone uh, recently commented on uh, our uh, the Bible series, Bible Monsters, that we just finished, and uh, talking uh, sent me a link to to an article um, about how the the unicorn that we talked about was supposed to be actually a rhinoceros. Okay. Uh, which we I think we proposed it a little I think bit. Like maybe toss that out there. Yeah, it was one of the couple options, mm-hmm. but I really appreciate that. So, listener, if you sent that in, thank you very much for that. That's so cool. That's all we're looking to do, man. Yeah. More of that. Sweet. I guess that one, that brings this one to a close. Mm -hmm. Um, We might be having a guest on for our next episode. Yeah, we'll have to check in with Andy. Um, We'll have to see where he's at with his, Mm -hmm. where where he's at with his episode. He wants to do Mm -hmm. morphic resonance. Yes. Potentially. I Mm -hmm. think he was potentially still going to try to make that work. Mm -hmm. I think he was looking around at some other topics too, though. So we'll, we'll check in with him. Yeah. So we're going to have a, friend of ours. a guest come on for a good discussion episode about, about some interesting topics. Um, and then I think I'm back up to the plate. Yeah. So got some fun stuff coming. I think I'm sticking to what I've been looking into for a couple of weeks now, which is um, Richard Gallagher, who's a psychologist who accompanied um, uh, religious leaders of multiple faiths out for their exorcisms and oh, wow. uh, experienced some things that he thinks is purely an exorcism and not just uh, uh, anything to do with a psychotic break or any kind of mental disability so okay yeah it's gonna be interesting that sounds very interesting yeah that's like that's that's an approachable way to get at exorcisms i feel like right yeah so little inside look got some fun stuff coming up but till next time everybody remember stay Stay toasty. toasty